Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG, and I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affects your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and make sure you download my free report, Five Things You Eat and Drink That Make Your Endometriosis Symptoms Worse. The link is in the show notes. Let's start this episode. In today's episode, I want to talk about poo. I love talking about poo. Um... And I think we don't talk about poo enough and we don't look at our poo enough and consider it enough. Um, And today, especially uh, constipation. I want to talk about constipation. When I was in my teens, my 20s, even though I didn't have endometriosis, I did have terrible constipation. Um, And I went to see a homeopath. Uh, when I I must have been about 19 20 um, and so and and because it was it was hard I had it hurt I could feel it I could feel if I put my uh, hands and you but be able to feel it probably too if you have constipation if you put if you feel just on the just on the inside of your pelvic of your hip bones, um, if you have constipation, you'll feel these really hard bulges there. Um, and going to the toilet was just so difficult and and I dreaded it. And, you know, when you dread going to the toilet, um, you then, when you go, you don't relax properly and you don't, um, and that makes it even harder. So you're tense and you're already tense thinking about going to the toilet and that it will hurt and that it will be difficult. And you get you create a little bit of a vicious cycle there. First, let me tell you about how important it is to poo properly. And then we'll talk about what proper pooing looks like and then what you can do to potentially get there. And also why women with endometriosis tend to be... Um, constipated or have constipation diarrhea constipation diarrhea um so the poo pooing is one of your body's main um systems of getting rid of waste products and toxins and it's not just food so when your poo doesn't just consist of food that it has that your body hasn't digested and absorbed. There's a lot of waste product from just bodily processes. There are dead blood cells in there. There are all sorts of there are you know byproducts of creating hormones. So there is there's a lot in your poo that needs to come out. And so it is the main um, let's let's consider it pooing you know the garbage collection. Um, that you have weekly. Now, ideally, um, you go a few more times a week than just once a week as the garbage collection happens. So, but it is important that it goes. And um, if if your body can't get rid of waste products, it has a, a couple of uh, t- has two kind of two other 
um, ways of making sure that these toxins and this all this waste product is just not being um, floating around in your body. One is that it might try to get rid of some of those toxins through your skin. So if you find that you have um, sort of acne or you get pimples really easily and you have constipation, this then this might well be <clears throat> your body trying to get rid of the toxins in its second um, waste um, collection uh, process. It's just less effective than your poo. Um, and then the third way that it copes with it is it stores it. So if if it can't get rid of it in any any effective, useful way, um, your body stores these toxins in fat cells. Um, and then um, and then if if you try to lose weight um, when you are constipated, then your body won't release those fat cells because it goes, hang on, I am not releasing those, that, those fat cells and I'm not releasing those toxins back in the body because there's no way of getting rid of it. Um, so if you have constipation and um, you are overweight, you will find it very difficult to lose weight. So how does constipation fit in with endometriosis? There's a couple of reasons why you might be constipated. Um, it could be that there's endometrial-like tissue that is adhering to your bowel, creating inflammation and scar tissue. And so that makes the, the action of pooing difficult. Um, your, um, your gut sort of pushes uh, the, the, the matter through itself. Um, and that's kind of a peristaltic, I can't even say the word, motion. And if there's endometrial tissue on the outside of the bowel, it makes it stiffer and it makes it harder to do so. Um, it can also, and, and it can cause pain. Um, and so then there is the, the psychological side that I already mentioned, where uh, if you, if it hurts, then you become apprehensive about going to the toilet. Um, and so that makes it worse. The second part is, has to do with digestive problems and mostly food intolerances. Constipation is such a common symptom of food intolerance. Um, definitely gluten, um, but most of my clients have a number of food intolerances that we discover as we go through the uh, through the program, um, and they have all this constipation and or diarrhea as a symptom. So unless you work out what your um, what your food intolerances are, um, you will struggle with uh, constipation slash diarrhea slash a combination of the two alternating. Um, there will be that ongoing um, issue with it. Now, your number twos need to be easy to deposit. Um, and so there is an, um, there's something called the Bristol stool chart which gives a really good indication of um, what is healthy poo and what is not healthy poo. Um, and they have seven types of poo. 
And on the one hand, it is the constipation. And then on the other side, type 7 is the um, diarrhea side. So type 1, they describe as separate hard lumps like nuts, and they're hard to pass. So I call these the, the, the goat poos. Um, and if you've ever seen what, um, what a goat, it, they're like little bullets when they poo. For them, it's normal. But for us, it's not. And it's really hard to um, pass. Plus, it's really hard to get the sensation that you have fully voided um, when you go to the toilet. Type 2 is still constipation. It's sausage-shaped but lumpy. And it's quite hard and dry and it can get really thick and that makes it really difficult to pass. So this is probably the most painful poo um, because it it just need. This is also the kind of poo where if you uh, put some force behind it, you will end up with slight um, damage to your anus and that can burn and that can feel really uncomfortable. And it will make the next time you try to poo painful. Um, type three is still a little bit constipation, but getting better. It's like a sausage, but with some cracks on its surface. Um, so we've, we've gone from lumpy to just cracks. It still says that there is not, um, it's not the right consistency for easy passing. Uh, so this shows you that you need, when you do a poo, you really need to have a look, uh, because this type, so type three poo could still could feel like you're okay passing it, uh, but if it still has cracks on the surface, uh, it means you are not uh, out of the woods yet. Um, type four is the one that we're aiming for, and it's like a sausage or a snake, and it's smooth and it's soft, and it's it's a poo when you feel the urge to go, you uh, you walk to the toilet, you don't have to run, uh, you sit down. You don't have to do anything and it comes and you feel at the end that you have fully emptied um, in this one poo. So that's that's the perfect poo. Then type five, we're now entering into diarrhea uh, land. Um, they're soft blobs with clear cut edges. They're easily passed, but it's it's like the the type one but this time it's it's soft blobs blobs um type six is fluffy pieces with ragged edges a mushy stool um, so it comes easily and this probably becomes the kind of poo where you, you really need to get to you need to run right you it's it's not something that you feel that you can hold very easily and then type seven is watery with no solid pieces, entirely liquid. Now that is a worry because that means that you are not absorbing any nutrients um, and you definitely can't hold it. Um, so not a good one to have. So we're looking for type four, this lovely sausage or snake, smooth and soft. Um, so you should be able to go to the toilet without having to put any effort behind it. Now, part of that is how you sit. Um, our normal toilets are actually not very good toilets to poo on. So if you um, 
think about um, if you've been to, to Asia, then you'll know about the squat toilets. And they're a much better way to poo because it it opens the it, it lengthens the the sort of the part of your lower um, intestines into your anus. So that that really that there's when you sit on a normal toilet, there's a kink in it. So you need to kind of push it over a little barrier. Whereas if you have a squatting toilet, um, that is opened up really nicely. So that's one way to imp to make pooing easy. Now, a lot of us find it hard to squat because we're no longer used to squatting. Um, there's another way that you can sit that helps, and that is to lean back. So when you sit on the toilet, lean back against the cistern and just relax. You need to give yourself time for it to come. Um, because any sort of pushing is just going to create um, damage to your anus and um, and can, can cause all sorts of other issues. So you lean back, bring a book, listen to my podcast, whatever you do, give yourself time to just let it come um, by leaning back. Or if you're comfortable squatting, you can also get like a little stool and put it in front of your toilet and put your feet on top of the stool. Um, I find the leaning back, uh, initially found it a bit weird, but I quite um, find it quite comfortable now. And I was uh, um, given that technique by a friend of mine who's a physiotherapist and she works with um, people who have difficulty pooing. Um, so I thought that that sounds like an expert. Um, so really important. And the other thing to realize, um, if you, of, people often make a mistake when they are constipated, for example, if they take something for it. So for example, you might have, uh, you might take a, a laxative, whether it's a natural laxative or a, more of a, a medicated one. Um, and they are able to avoid and then they hope that the next day they will have another lovely poo and then nothing comes. And then the second day, nothing comes. And they go, oh, now I'm constipated again. I need more laxatives. First of all, laxatives, even the natural ones, they are okay for, for occasional use, but you should not be using them all the time to get yourself going. The natural ones are definitely better because they just they contain a lot of fiber. Um, but laxatives, your body needs to be able to do it, it by itself, right? But you need to realize when you avoided, so if you've taken a laxative and that really emptied you, yourself out and you emptied yourself completely, it it means your intestines are empty. So it takes a while for whatever is in your gut to move down to the point where you need to go to the toilet again. If you don't need to go for three days, that doesn't mean you're constipated. After you avoid it, it can take three days for you to need to go again. So don't worry. Don't take more laxatives. Give it three days. Drink a lot of water. Eat lots of um, healthy food, uh, vegetables, um, fruit, things with a lot of fiber and give it three days. Don't take more laxatives because you are trying to get rid of something that's not there. Okay, 
I'll get off my soapbox now, but I do love poo. And I think it, it is an indication of your overall health if you can poo well. Um, so start looking at it, start thinking about it, start relaxing on the toilet, either put your legs up or, move, or lean backwards. Um, work out what you're intolerant for too. Definitely remove gluten, but there are probably other foods that probably very healthy foods, or you think are healthy, that you might be intolerant to. Um, because if you do not fix that side of things, you will forever um, have the problem of constipation or recurring constipation. That's it for now. Talk to you soon. Bye. Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book a an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's a obligation free, totally free, thirty minute uh, video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes.